Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 363 of the JV Club. I was so excited to have Atsuko on the podcast. I'm such a fan of hers. Um, she's just wonderful and uh, unique and fabulous and... Um, Oh, I'm just like very inspired by her. So uh, I'm sure you will enjoy the episode and I hope everyone's doing okay in this sort of strange preparing, being safe, being extra cautious. Hopefully that will lead to good things as we sort of wait for what we don't know. Um, I, uh, I it, We're all in this together. Do you know what I mean? And I think there is something comforting about that. So yeah, I will talk to you soon and um, let's all hang in there. Okay. All right, look, let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Let's get, let's do a grocery check. Yeah, grocery. Do you feel like you have extra groceries on hand right now? No, not at all. Not at all, me neither. Not at all. I feel like I have some, and this feels appropriate since you have such a now uh, famous and wonderful set during the earthquake. Um, (laughs) I have some earthquake supplies that don't really include like just practical, what if people are just like sick with the flu stuff? It's more like, Mm -hmm. you know. Do you need a, a radio that winds up that like, yeah. like that's yeah, not you have a crank radio, I have a crank radio and uh-huh. stuff like that. But I don't have you a have, lot um, of like just canned food, like just things that you would need to also stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have an earthquake kit yet. So you're way ahead. You're ahead of the times. Listen. They keep talking about the big one or they were. Oh, so when, so we, when the big one hits, it's good to have that. So when the, what they say when the big one hits. How about like no a flare gun? MRIs is going like to. Ooh, I don't think gun? I have a flare gun. I think I have some flares, but I don't have a flare gun. Well, if you have flares, then. I mean, but I can't shoot the flare up into the how, sky to show someone that I'm the sole survivor of this wasteland. Right, right, right. So I what's a regular that. flare? It's I think that's like, like what f- you can, like on the road. If you get a flat oh, tire, uh-huh. you know what I mean. You can crack it open or something. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I don't know anything about it's anything. It's so funny that a flare, a regular flare, is just to signify don't get near. Yeah, right. Go around this thing. And then and the, the other flare gun is like, come to please me. Please help ASAP. me. Come to me. It's so true. Yeah, you know, I have neither of those things, but you know, I learned that. I, thank you for teaching me that. So like a flare is just like a firework. I think so. I think it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a firework that. That's disappointing. Yeah, like a sparkler. You wanted something else to happen. Listen, I'm still going through some next stuff. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to be comfortable. This is very... Don't get comfortable. This is weird. This became like instant like heroin den. You look... I just... I, I lay back great. and... Right now, the the room is dimly lit and uh, I mean, Janet is... Oh, well, you're like, yeah. please don't tell everyone what. Oh, my I'm s- very comfortable with it. Yeah. I've announced that I found mustard stains on my <laughs> pants on the podcast. There's no, I don't hide anything. Yeah, you're leaning back. Uh, you look comfortable. You got pillows on pillows. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to sit this one out and just let you go. Just yeah. Go. You know, the, the world is like everyone's scared to touch each other. You know, my grandma ordered 400 masks. She... <laughs> She ordered 400? I said, Grandma. She's the one who ordered all the masks. She, that's ruining it for all the healthcare professionals. That's why no one else can get them. That's why, why did they're she, out. She felt like 400 was the way to go. Was it just like there was a there happened to be a carton of them that came in that amount? She was like, let's go for it. You know, she was like one for every day of the year, plus some, you know? Sure. And that, she rounded up to 400. But also like, is 
have we determined that you need to wear one a day, but like they're only good for a day and then you throw it away? We haven't determined many things. <laughs> we haven't determined Grandma anything. Grandma likes to get ahead of things, yeah. you know, just like. Where is she? She's she's in L.A. She's okay. in Arcadia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a very like Taiwanese, Chinese populated uh, neighborhood. And so she's seen how to like she's seen how empty it's gotten yeah. and how the businesses are closing like it's kind of it's not like a ghost ghost land or yeah. but it kind of looks it's it's definitely less like people are not going out yeah. and so she's seeing it firsthand and yeah. then the news is just constantly talking about the virus right so she was like well you know as a woman with an amazon account what can i do about <laughs> it you know what i mean and she was like how I'll can i give back to yeah. my own safety. To my own safety. Of course, she she gave us some. You Great. Know, she gave her granddaughter some. You know? And is it the kind that actually filters stuff out? Or is it the kind that everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. You know, <laughs> maybe a feather won't get in your mouth. It feels surgical because yeah. I had a hard time putting it on. I was like, yeah. let me try this fucking thing. Uh -huh. Sorry. I was like, let me give me that damn thing. Okay, yeah. let me try this thing that everyone keeps talking about. And yeah. It was very difficult to put on because it... It's uh, sturdy, yeah, and it's uh, so it's definitely strong, right? So I, I think I have those. Does it have a little filter built in, like a little? Ooh, no! Oh, what no. is this filter? Good luck to thing? you guys. That sounds. That sounds. What? 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 what I don't what know. It's filter? like a little. It's like a little. What yellow, am I missing out on? There's like a little yellow C3PO mouth on so the you top can of the. I think that's the filter. That's there's like that. There's like the actual sort of. Okay. Particulate filter, like it's just a slightly more advanced version of one that's just a sort of a thick oh, white mask. That sounds okay. That sounds like it's better built and definitely a little more pricey. So she probably couldn't buy that in a bulk of four hundred. The amount of four hundred, I doubt. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know how much. I think I we just got them because we were painting, and that was like, oh, that's this is what you're supposed to get when you're painting something. Got it. Okay. Like yeah. if you're painting the country with a virus. Uh -huh. That's the mask mm -hmm. you want to wow, wear. Wow, that was yeah, that was very poetic. Thank you. That's very poetic. Well, I'm and lying back. Yeah. So that's when all back. the really that's when the, the, the great artists did the most. You're so brave work. for having somebody from the outside world come in to do your podcast. That's cool. I was at, I I had a live studio audience show last night on the show I'm doing full of strangers. Yeah. In a in a, and a crew of you know a hundred people like That's true. we have I have been living so far outside the preparation bubble and mm -hmm. like the realism bubble, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe they canceled South by Southwest. Like I was in complete shock, and everyone yeah. else was like not at work because they are also living in a bubble. So they are For like sure. really yeah. But everyone in the rest of the world who's been keeping up with things and not living in denial was like yeah. I they mean were like yeah yeah. It's 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 not that surprising. Like X Y Z led to that, and I was like. Hush. <laughs> I'm not wet. I don't feel great. This is crazy. I'm in, I'm stunned. I know, and I'm just thinking about all the filmmakers and the musicians. I who, know, and no, and oh, Austin, the city of Austin, city of Austin, who makes the staff. Some people just make like the money they know they can survive on for the rest of the year annually. at their restaurants and their hotels and their bars and their this and their that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. That but made it, it. That made it feel real in a way that, that I was part, not prepared for. Right. 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 You like know, breaking down the economics of South by, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, so many, so many people were affected. Um, you know because it is can you imagine just being the person who's just like god that filmic it was like their first film in like i, know. <laughs> but, I have a friend which, who, yeah it was like her her film and her her husband was like he was gonna be gone with her for the right. show and i texted right. him yesterday and said how's lynn like what's yeah. happening this but is in a way awful. we all got rejected from south by this year Ooh, you know so true. we're all on the same 
how level unifying is what i was trying to say i agree is and that, i support that sure sure you, you know blood sweat and tears into that film you made yeah i thought you were gonna say sure blood sweat and tears was supposed to play itself by self <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah yeah but we did that so we can you know yeah we can avoid blood yeah. sweat and tears literally now now well if it's we did it so we can avoid it for five extra minutes i just don't know i don't know i mean yeah. we don't listen we don't your teenagerhood does not include the coronavirus so luckily no. we can shift focus but yeah, it is yeah. very it's That's a, a very strange like, seeing what you're doing here what? but then i went back to coronavirus anyway because i wanted to talk about how strange everything is Look. so I, but i'm like i'm not living in you know they haven't ceased production or i i just don't know mm-hmm. like how how serious it will get to where people really are just sealed up in their homes for how long i mean there no one knows no one knows and have we seen something like this re- in recent years maybe not like this huh? i don't think so i mean sars bird flu all of yeah. that stuff was yeah. people started getting panicky right and then it stopped before anything anyone changed anything people were nervous yeah and then it was like oh this is a non-issue like it's just not yeah it's just not coming i wonder if it's because during sars we weren't all on twitter too though well that's a good point you know i don't i mean definitely like it helped yeah like has the there spread been a of true social media yeah yeah the spread of information is so fast that yeah. it's just like i don't know if like a video is completely real you know you have to fact check oh, for sure there's like a video of people collapsing out of nowhere in grocery stores and stuff and then but then you're like oh wait that was just like a sketch <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So you well, have yeah. to. And so... then the reminder that, that like the constant, like the, the people who are trying to be less uh, panicked about it saying like, you know, that the, just the regular old flu right. is killing thousands more of people than, totally. than this thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I know is that Elon Musk tweeted that the mm. coronavirus is dumb. So oh, that the panic, that the panic is oh, dumb. So yeah. he's whatever. never said anything inflammatory or wrong before either. I don't think <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's a non-controversial. Well, he's, you know, whatever he he made that car that was not supposed to break or something the window and then during a did you see that no but i heard about it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then the window Oops. broke so who knows yeah you know what i mean also he's probably tweeting that from space at this point anyway he's like tweeting in, it in from the tesla spa- yeah he's like he's he's quarantined in the most expensive like tesla yeah and he's fine yeah and, which is trying to tie this back into my my teenagers oh please do someone's got to well you know actually when i first came here to the states it was like 1999 so it was like y2k oh sure sure and i remember thinking god nobody here has any chill yeah you know because i was like why did we move here from tokyo where everything was relatively chill right and like was i a teenager i guess i was like a preteen. 1999 that was doing the math really quick uh, uh, what year is it 21 years ago okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh no no it's not even my teenage years we have to like fast forward for teenage years but when i first came here i remember yeah. it was it was so intense and i was undocumented when i came here i was undocumented till i was 17 and so yeah it just it was like why did we move to this crazy place and in 2001 you know, nine eleven happened. Yeah. And oh, yeah, so I was you like, really had just like, wow. back to back. This place. Yeah. yeah, that is crazy. And then we went to war. Yeah. With Aye, Iraq. Yay. And I was like, God, why do we leave Tokyo yeah. again? Only for me to be undocumented living in my uncle's garage. No doubt. You know what I mean? Why did you leave Tokyo? 
because well there were like a lot of inner family stuff but um we just well my grandma thought there were better opportunities here we had an uncle who lived here in west la and that's why i moved to la but my and my mom's mental health issues were really bad in japan it was all that stuff all that fun stuff and then so but my grandma didn't tell me we were moving here for good so mm. we did the whole she, she she told me we were coming here for a just like a two-month vacation oh wow yeah whoa okay and then i yeah and then we overstayed our tourist visa that's how you do it yeah (laughs) back back in the good old days back in the good old days you fly in and you go oops oh oh i guess i live here now (laughs) you know if you can't do it whatever right the legal way which is very difficult to do so anyway yeah so when so when you became documented how what how did that process go? Like, how much onus do you have to take? Is there, like, some sort of period in which you're, like, <laughs> repenting? You're, you're in a quarantine of repentance? Well, um, no, it just kind of... So my my grandma kept applying us to the visa lottery program when we were undocumented, mm. um, which is, um, you know, every year they draw 55,000 names out of this lottery, uh, from different countries to get their green card. Yeah. So I didn't know she was doing this, but my grandma's very resourceful. She always has a plan. She had a plan that we were going to come here illegally, stay illegally, and then during that time, pretend we were still living in Japan while she applied us for the visa lottery program. Gotcha. And then every year our names weren't drawn, and then on the seventh year, all three of our names got drawn to Whoa, get the green okay. card. So that's how you... Or else, like... I'm, you know, I'm pretty lucky. Like most undocumented folks don't have like a story like this where they get to get a green card. I love that. I love that her meticulous planning still involved winning the lottery. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Every grandma's uh, like, right. Every story is like winning the lottery. Um, That's so I've got it all figured out. Totally. She's like, we're going to make it work. This, this, this. And then I do scratch cards every day. For X amount of time, and we it's, are golden. It's such and a then it grandma. worked out. Yeah, if she, yeah, because if she could, like, just collect plastic bags or something, and somehow have that be, a, <laughs> you know, a way you could get your green card, she would do that too. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a grandma thing to be like, we're doing the lottery. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, big dreamer. Uh-huh. Okay, but they all got, but then all three got picked at the same time. Yeah, which yeah. seems it's crazy. They must have been in some sort of bundle together. Maybe a bundle. bundle the family together. Because that would be well, I wouldn't put it. It past would be the US. crazy if only like my name got drawn or something, and they both got deported. Yeah, that's the thing. That's how families get separated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, those were my teenage years in a nutshell. Yay! People, I don't think <laughs> that the the reason I ask, and I don't mean this to be like a racially ignorant statement, but it no, belies yeah. itself even as I say it. But we we can agree that people don't necessarily usually think of like a family from Tokyo necessarily being the immigrants from you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like well my parents were you know right. they lived through the war in korea yeah. and this and that and they wanted to come to the states or like laos was you know yeah. places in the dis- war disruption. on corona right know. exactly whatever exactly yeah. totally but it's like, always you, like you know, a- t- we we sort of we we have a fascination with japanese culture and i think people definitely think of tokyo as this sort of like mm-hmm. you know what very well to do kind of amazing city of the future in certain ways like there's a sort of yeah. mystique to it that is um i'm sure its own form of racism but it's not necessarily the place anyone thinks like yeah oh you would want to leave there to come here okay yeah. who where'd you run away from oh yeah. my god yeah 
Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just sounds crazy. Yeah, totally. Like, be, that was part of why I was mad at my grandma, too, was like, You're like we didn't have why did we leave Tokyo Disneyland? Uh-huh. <laughs> we weren't, why did we leave Japan? Like, we're, yeah. we were our starving country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not a war-torn place, yeah. you know? And so, um, but a part of the reason we were able to get the green card is because it's a diversity lottery thing. So uh, the less people come from your country to the States, the more uh, chance you have. So it's like, let's try to make America more diverse is the kind of thing. Did you hear that? Norway, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got some real good chances. Exactly, Norway. Would no have one a would chance. come here, but yeah. no one from Norway wants to come here. Exactly. No one from Japan usually wants to come here because they have healthcare and they, right. it's better where they are. Already. Right. Yeah. How much culture shock was there for you? Um, you know, it's yeah. There it was like, it was a lot. And did you already <laughs> speak English? I didn't speak English, Ooh. so I had to learn English. I learned Mandarin too because my uncle is. Taiwanese. I'm half Taiwanese and half Japanese. But when I was in Japan, I never had to, you know, speak Mandarin. It was just Japanese. Yeah. When I came here, because of the relatives we were staying with, they were Taiwanese. I had to learn Mandarin to speak to them and English to speak with the rest of the world. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was it was it was a lot because I also was in shock about the fact that we couldn't go back to Japan anymore. I know. Yeah, and so it was and also because I came to LA, right? Like I joked that like the first language I really learned was Spanish. Uh-huh. And so, you know, me getting to yeah, like yeah. know the Latin community, sure, learning Spanish slang, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Learning American foods even at the yeah. same time I was learning like Mexican foods. Yeah. Both of them just blew my, just like, what is it, broke my, what is it? I, broke, I had diarrhea for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, wrecked me. Wrecked oh, no. me. You know what I mean? Like coming from Japan. Sure. To here. Yeah. And suddenly like ranch dressing is <sighs> introduced to my yeah, diet. Yeah. Like ranch dressing, uh, chalupas, right. uh, tacos, sour cream, cheese. Right, like, right. I was wrecked for like a whole year. I was just like, I don't know how people. Yeah. And at the same time, everyone was freaking out about Y2K. Oh my God. I was just like, this place is nuts. Like, <laughs> my stomach hurts all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? The kids at school... I can't, uh, yeah. How how quickly were you dropped into school as well? Yeah, so we came over a summer. It was supposed to be a summer vacation. So they enrolled me in like uh, summer school for two months. So oh, like, so they really, pretty even much, during the, the supposed vacation, you were like, guess yeah. what, you're in school now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. To kind of, I think it was like her plan to like assim- assimilate me fast. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're just visiting your uncle for the summer, but while you're here, might as well learn English uh-huh. really fast. <laughs> why oh okay i didn't even think about it i didn't even think why like how that would be shady at all yeah Um, what was the school like how old were you i was 10 when i came here i was 10 yeah and i know this isn't teenagers but we'll get nobody's there's i'll have you sign some paperwork afterwards (laughs) we're gonna work this thing out we're doing like an adolescent yeah is 10 adolescent what is that i think that's still pre-adolescent pre-adolescent but it depends it's different for everyone i mean i don't know i felt 100 years old Uh yeah like i felt 100 i was because i was being forced to like learn so many things at once so fast that i was like by the end did it feel like that time slowed down in the way that we 
that when you travel somewhere, at least in yeah. my experience, like it does oh, feel yeah. like I was gone a month. The harder <laughs> it was to assimilate, which That's can be wonderful, it can be wonderful. Yeah. But your brain is like trying to process everything, and so you end up feeling like time slows down. Yeah. Like I, I wonder if that you know because like I like any that the few months I spent in France I mm-hmm. think of as being this huge chunk of my life and it was sure. literally several months, but <laughs> it was just because I was right. immersed and I had to speak French and you know everything now like That's cemented so differently. So yeah, I wonder if there's that span was just like endless yeah. for you. That's so true. I never thought of that. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Is yeah, it, it felt like time a little bit slowed down. So it felt like. By the time I was 13, I was like, I feel 45. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what? There's more? You know, yeah. what's the, what? I'm getting my period. But I feel like I, I gave birth to, like, uh-huh. I've raised 40 I kids. I should be in menopause. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Captain, with an update from the flight deck, we'll be reaching Max Fun Drive on March 16th. That's right on time. As a reminder, Max Fun Drive runs for just two weeks, and it's the best time of year to support the podcasts you love. If you look towards the front, you'll see your favorite hosts with special bonus content and lovely thank you gifts for new and upgrading monthly members. Now, sit back, relax, and catch up on your favorite Max Fun shows now so you can listen to the new episodes releasing March 16th. And thanks again for choosing Maximum Fun. Do you have siblings? Do they. Do- <laughs> I have half siblings in okay. Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just you, your mom, and your grandma who came. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was um, just the three of us. And how, and when, because you were undocumented, Mm -hmm. um, did you, like, did you, because usually people are like, well, I'm not going to risk, you know, you don't, going back outside of the country until X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, Did you travel outside the United States before age of 17? No, no, no. We couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't go back to Japan to see, like, my friends or my dad or family. And when, and, and what was that conversation? Was there just, like, a single conversation where your grandmother or your mom said, okay, we're not going back. Yeah, it wasn't a single conversation. It was like a c- various conversations for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Tidbits at a time. Also, I think a bit of me was in denial and was upset that, you know, I was suddenly moving here. Because I didn't get to say goodbye to all my friends. I didn't really... But that's s- like your st- your stuff. And, yeah, I mean, my all those stuff. Things, like when you were a kid, those... I would have loved to have like a bigger goodbye yeah. if I knew I wasn't going back. yeah. Or that I was not going to be able to go back. <clears throat> yeah, so it was this thing where I would I would ask about <clears throat> visiting my dad, but then grandma would be like, well, we can't go there if we want to come back here. Right. And I'm like, well, why do we want to come back here? I was going to say, <laughs> was there a point at which that made sense to you in a, in a personal way where you were like, I do want to be here. I don't want to go back. Yeah, it took a while, though. It was this weird thing where I almost had to like, I had to like Stockholm syndrome it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, where I was like, absolutely. Well, I kind of like at one point, maybe in like, maybe in like high school, it wasn't until after high school, but even during high school, I was trying to be like, look around me and be like, okay, well, I have friends here. Right. You know, and I've done many years here. English is kind of my predominant language now, you know. 
I'm a cheerleader now. You were? I was a cheerleader oh at Venice High School. Okay. Varsity. How was the, what was the diversity like at your high school? It was just a big public school in Venice? Public school in Venice, mostly Latin. The yeah. community was Latin. Yeah. Hence yeah. what you were saying. That makes sense. So my, yeah, the cheerleaders were all Latinas. They were like my first like f- true friends. Yeah. At that time, I think I was like, oh, I have a purpose. I have a cheer squad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i have like I, yeah yeah we had I to matter. do fundraisers yeah you know to buy our uniforms uh-huh. and things like that we had practices i started choreographing some of the dances i started having kind of a purpose and yeah. i think that's when i was like yeah like i i this is my home yeah yeah what attracted you to was it was it was what which came first was it like were your friendships blossoming with these latina oh. women and the uh, young girls when they wanted they were like you should join the cheer squad or was it yeah. like i'm interested in cheering and yeah. thus these girls became my friends or yeah. some combination thereof i think well yeah i actually like gymnastics and dancing came first in my life my grandma always like tried to, I don't know, I think it was just to like keep my head out of things or keep my mind out of thinking too dark or something. Uh-huh. She, she signed me up for gymnastics and stuff. So I was always busy with gymnastics or dance classes. And so naturally in high school when, um, yeah, and I had a hard time making friends. So it's not like the Latinas from elementary school, middle school, like like bled over to high school Mm -hmm. these were new batches of friends every time yeah yeah i just couldn't figure out and i was embarrassed of my status and like inviting people over to the garage i was living in a garage with my mom and grandma Hmm. so it's not like i could have friends over i could but it was like sorry my mom's right here (laughs) while we play (laughs) she has nowhere else to go You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would do homework like literally next to the dishes, you know, yeah. because everything it's a cramped space. And so, yeah, friendships were really hard and so in high school it was like I was like what are my interests? I'm going to do cheerleading. I'm going to do cheerleading. I'm going to try it. Whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It it has it's the perfect combination of gymnastics, dancing, and I always liked performing, being in front of people. And so, yeah, so it just, and then the, and then, and then like the group of Latinas, you know, the, the girls that befriended me, it was like, it wasn't a new world. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, I already knew Spanish slang. I yeah. already, I already like, you know, knew the, uh, community like, um, because of, because I grew up in LA by that time. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, um, what kind Am of, am I doing this podcast right uh, no, no, not at all. I'm not, I, have, well, I haven't started recording. I will let you know. Oh, good. There's okay. going to be a point at which I start to feel like it's when, worth. Yeah. When you record. realize that. Um, I've and we're not there yet. Started hitting. But, you know, it took you seven years to get documented. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we could be so, here a while. Oh yeah, I'm kind of like a late Punch bloomer. Punch yourself in face. No, no, no. I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you decide we've, we're hitting JV. Yeah. JV when club we've gotten points. into the right territory, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. will definitely start recording <laughs> um but for now i'm just really enjoying our chat yeah no totally i'm chat. chatting too yeah uh what about dating did that come into play yeah i didn't start dating till high school for sure yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, when I started grasping, when I started having a purpose. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, now I'm worth it. Right. Because what's self-worth? No one's going to teach you that until you start feeling. Ain't that the truth, yeah. Right? It's not your parents are going to be like, okay, today you are a woman. I guess some people do do that with right. like the quinceaneras and the bar mitzvahs and stuff. Right. Like, today oh, that's true. That are... rite of passage kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But without that, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that. <laughs> You know, because neither of those were my culture. So I didn't have at 13 or 15. Did you, uh, was, do you feel like you had a sense of humor about all the ways in which you were sort of different and kind of having to, you know, assimilate and having to, you know, like you said, doing, doing your homework next to the dishes and and going like, yeah, I live in a garage. Did you have a sense of humor (laughs) about that as a teenager? Uh, Obviously you became a comic or were you so in it that it was like, this is not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did not find it funny uh-huh. at all yeah. at the time. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, yeah. Now not to say that it is inherently <laughs> funny, but just in right. terms of defense mechanisms, right? Or coping mechanisms. Totally. Like, you know, we just sort of do, deal with things in different ways at different points in our lives. So I wasn't sure if it was like, yeah. and then you became the class clown in addition to being a cheerleader or, yeah. you know. Totally. The class clown, mm, I wasn't quite there yet. Uh I was still like experiencing. It wasn't until like right after high school, like at 18, 19, that I was able to start, you know, like laughing about things and trying like and finding the funnies and things and truly find like enjoying it. I think that really saved me or else in the past, like my coping mechanisms were really unhealthy. Like I got in, you know, eating disorder, you know, the all the stuff that yeah. you do yeah. <laughs> to cope. The checklist. checklist. That was your quinceanera. Yeah. the eating disorder. 7th through 10th grade, I was eating disorder. Was it really? Was mm-hmm. it? What what form? I started with anorexia and then bulimia. Um, I, do, I hate saying it like that because it just sounds like a list. It sounds like, like you know, the, the typical, fad. you start yeah. with the fad. Well, no, but I mean, I think there's reasons that those, not to say that those things happen in those patterns necessarily all the time, but there's... But there is, there are reasons and there, there's something, I always say there's something comforting to me about the fact that things tend to happen similarly for, for people because it shows that you're not like so peculiarly broken that. Totally. God, I know. And only if like the internet was around enough, like if Twitter was around and I was good at it back then, I think. It, it would have helped to see more stories because right. yeah there was like live journal and stuff but like i wasn't going around on other people's live journals i didn't know how to click around enough to mm. i just didn't know how to use the internet as well yeah you know and so it just it did feel very like it was just me what, you know d- if you don't mind digging into that a little bit deeper um do you when you were experiencing it, did you like? Do you remember where you started to develop this idea of needing to not eat? Uh, which I oh, say, yeah. since yeah. it isn't necessarily that thin becomes like that's I right. think a mis that's a misunderstanding of you know totally. people are like oh you just see models in fashion magazines and go I need to be thin like that and I think in with my experience with my mm-hmm. own eating stuff and mm-hmm. and um, close family members who have experienced stuff like that like it's so much. It's so much more complex and often not about wanting to be skinny. I mean, like really there's just a sense of control. It's about, you know, control and and things like that and punishing yourself and stuff like that is, it can be so much more than, you know, right. Just the sort of surface appearance thing. Yeah. Right. Totally. 
um, yeah, I think, well, because I was in like gymnastics and dance and stuff right, right earlier on and, um, yeah, I was doing it a lot in elementary school because in elementary school, you just have a little more time, <laughs> you know, like homework and stuff isn't right. as, as hard. Um, or and is ma- this still for, in Japan or this everything was, started here? Everything started yeah. here. Everything thanks, st- America. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, y'all. Um, no, it was. Yeah. And then once I got once the school load got heavier. Mm-hmm. So like middle school, you know, um, and then there was also like having to like your body's developing too. But also yours and then and then you're adjusting to the nutrition, like the difference in the food itself. That's very true. That's very true. But by then it had been a couple of years. Yeah. By then it had been yeah, at first it was like I wasn't trying to shit my brains out on uh-huh. purpose. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then as you get older there's the <laughs> wonderful moment in your brain where you're like, I used to shit a lot. What how, what was my secret? How did <laughs> totally. I manage that? Oh my god, you're not supposed to you don't have to drink ranch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was eating like hot Cheetos for the first time and stuff. That was crazy. Oh yeah. And I had friends at school who were like, Oh yeah, so uh, with Cheez-Its, you can put hot sauce on it and just eat it. So they would pour it into my bag of Cheez-Its. <laughs> that was that was crazy. That was going from like relatively, relatively like not bland, but relatively like um, not seasoned and right. spiced food in Japan. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, we don't. Oh, sure. And there's no dairy really in Japanese food too. So going from that to like Cheetos, che- hot Cheetos and Cheez-Its with hot sauce on it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's not, because I grew up at going to a school like in the in the barrio of of Tucson, and uh-huh. the majority of the kids in the school yeah. um, uh, li- were were Latinx, mm-hmm. um, and so all of the candy that I ate at school yeah. was was yeah. Mexican. Yeah. So I definitely grew up with like the saltiest, mm-hmm. most uh, spicy stuff ever like yeah. that uh, when i look back on eating saladitos in a half of a, a lemon yeah. or you know that the dried prune that's yes. covered in like sugar salt and chili powder yeah and then i would just eat the whole rest of the lemon just like <laughs> here we go like that's so ex- that's an extreme snack it is an extreme you know? thing yeah to put in a small bottle yeah and tamarindo <laughs> like the little gooey yeah. paste that yeah. has like tons of chili pepper in it yeah so that was very normal for me but uh-huh. now looking back i'm like that's great. Like for right. a kid who, if you just suddenly dive into that and yeah. your system is not metabolized to that, yeah. I can't imagine the havoc it would wreak. Like if I tried to eat that stuff now, watch yeah. out everybody. No, totally. And I'd be like, okay, so all right, that hurt me. What's American food about? Yeah. That hurt me too. You know what I mean? Yes. It yeah. was it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But and so the, da- but so okay. the dance and the, and the gymnastic stuff that can tend to be more towards body image and kind of like yeah. setting setting goals and, and yeah. discipline and stuff like that too, eh? Totally. So I liked that it made me feel good. But like in middle school, I couldn't do gymnastics as much anymore because just like the workload got more right? and the math problems got harder or whatever. You know, at the same time, I like was wanting to fit in more because I was seeing that people were starting to get boyfriends and girlfriends and I still couldn't figure out friendships that well. So I think I just wasn't able to like quote unquote work out more. I couldn't do the dance classes or the uh, gymnastics classes as much. And then I remember, I think I remember I started getting kind of really into health stuff 
I started working out to Denise Austin every morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> Denise Austin is like a fitness guru. She was always on like 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on okay. the Lifetime channel. Uh-huh. Amazing. And I had to be at school by 8 in the morning, but I would work out till 730 in the morning and just rush to yeah. school. Be- but I needed to work out to her right, right. because I was like, I'm not able to do dance and gymnastics anymore. Yeah, yeah. I have to get this workout. In. Yes. Or yeah. or I would work out to these Jane Fonda VHS Amazing. videos that I found that my aunt had. Yeah. And I would do it in the garage. You fa- like you found it like it was someone's Playboys underneath the bed. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, was like, I found, What's I found this? this weird contraband. <laughs> Who's this smiley lady? She's so uplifting. Yeah. So it was just I would do that after school and it would make me feel good. Mm. I was like, well, if I'm not doing my gymnastics and dancing, but I wasn't able to, because it was like on my own terms, I was like probably overdoing it. Right. You know, so I was like, because I don't know how Jane Fonda did it, but this VHS was like, it was like three hours worth of workout. So I would keep pushing myself to see how long I could do it for. And then in the morning, still doing that Denise Austin mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and then, and then you know, there was talk of like nutrition in some of these videos. Right. So, you know, not knowing that they're talking about like an adult's body, right? right? And so, but I was like in the seventh grade. So I was like, okay, so we're, okay, so what is this, what is this nutrition thing? Okay, so like 2000 calories per day f- per person. Um, if you want to lose weight, like 1400 calories a day. Right. So I started like measuring, I started like learning more about nutrition. And then yeah. I think I got really into it. And yeah. then it, it pushed and pushed and pushed yeah. to where it was like, what if I do like 10 calories a day? Right you know yeah yeah I totally get it yeah and it wasn't it definitely wasn't like seeing models on the runway right yeah um and then and then what was the shift from anorexia to bulimia was it like i i can't not eat anymore yeah i was like hungry but (laughs) yeah but i'll so so i'll do it and then i'll feel terrible and then i'll sort of make sure i correct just a series of like I'm doing yeah. this, but I can correct it. I can course correct after every time I eat something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it totally was that. It was, yeah, but it was really hard to correct. So it was all guilt. Right. Like during bulimia, it was all guilt. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, well, I'm not throwing up as much as I want to. Yeah. As like for the amount that I purposely ate. Ugh. So it was like a lot of binging. I'm oh, sorry. it breaks my heart. No, no I mean, yeah. I just, it just, yeah. I just, you know, especially like as an, because my, my issues came a little later and I think it was for me attached to sort of mental health yeah. and like how um, much am I allowed to ask about that <laughs> oh you know what I don't even know if I've ever really talked about it because oh, okay. I had a period so brief of like uh-huh. f- I like to say flirting with bulimia uh-huh, like uh-huh. I wanted to make myself throw up yeah but I I was really bad at it oh and sure. so I was like all, literally physically forced to not do it because I just couldn't sure do it Okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah. figure it out. I mean, I, like I've getting I, the I barfed a few times. Yeah, but yeah. like I, I, I scraped the back of my throat with my fingernail. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would just, I was like a bumbling wannabe bulimic. You know, and and, and <laughs> I mean that sounds like I joke about it, but when I think about young women, and I yeah. think about you know like m- one of my dearest dearest friends who, uh, you know, who sat down and told me senior year of high school uh-huh. that she had been struggling with bulimia for you know two years. Mm-hmm. Even then, my feeling of protectiveness towards her, even though we were the same age, was yeah. so fierce yeah. that I was just shattered, and I was angry not at her yeah 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 but and, but but also who was i angry at do you know what i mean right. like and i think that happens to young women a lot like you don't know why you're so angry right and right. you don't know who to 
point that towards. And sometimes you end up pointing it inside yeah. because you don't know where else to put it. And right. I think, I, but I just remember feeling like so angry, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. You know, and I just felt like I failed her. I felt like I had failed her as a friend. Like, Mm -hmm. how could I have not, you know, all of those experiences that we have when people near, if we are not the person that someone that we care about reveals those things, you know, and it's not helpful to be like, oh, now I'm going to make this about me and how I (laughs) failed you. It's like, no, you, I need to be there for you. This is about me being present for you. Yeah. It's very difficult. It just, it just makes, it's like, oh, I just want to. I want to take those little girls and, you know, just say, God, what can I, how can I take, I want to just, you want to pull it off of them. It's very American to just be like, I don't want you to have to process (laughs) what you're going through. I just want to take it away. No, I mean, but I do want to, I want to take it away. No, totally. It, it's, it's so hard to be able to help too, though. Yeah. I just think about the people that were like around me during that time, especially my grandma. It was really hard on my grandma because it was such a new concept to her too. She's two generations older than me. And so her even having, and her, like, she's also in culture shock of this culture. At the same time, she's trying to figure out like, God, you know, because any advice she would give me from her teenagers were from like, the 60s <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so I she's do. just like i you know when i was 14 what did i do you know what i mean and yeah. it's just like god it's this is not, not working apply. grandma it's just not gonna apply yeah it's just like okay so you're on the internet chanting with boys <laughs> she's like okay well, what she's like well i married the first man that talked to me <laughs> Your grandpa, your grandpa, you know what I mean? Your grandpa was a very sweet, and I mar- you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, I married, you know, we played ping pong, and uh, he beat me, and I said, you're the guy. I said, okay, grandma, what do I do? I have bulimia. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. You eat, and then you throw, hmm. Yeah. You see, she's like, well, back in my day. Oh, my know? God, please. I mean, that, that, and also, like, she's yes, really honestly were trying. anorexic and bulimic back then, but you did not know about it unless no. you were it. Or you were the doctor that yeah. eventually hospitalized the person. And, and also being like, able to figure able to out what's, what's going on. Figure, yeah. Like the words for it. Oh, yeah. Defining it. Yeah. And that it's uh, like, it's you know, it's not just a special case. Many right. people go through it. Right. But also, it, it, yes, yeah, so it's very difficult. My grandma was just like trying so hard yeah. to if figure it out. If my mom knew, I guarantee you she would have been like, well, you need to eat everything on your plate because <laughs> I grew up in the depression. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. or my grandmother definitely. Totally, like, I grew up I in know. the depression. The idea that you would eat and then and then just waste it by coughing totally. it back. I'm like, wait, we're not having the same cough. Like that's a, yes. we're speaking different languages right totally. now. You can't and apply those values. And I will tell you, my grandma did not do that to me. You Good. know, she knew it was she a wanted to thing, understand, but she was so confused. Yeah. She was just like, okay. She, you know, she was, and then, yeah, it was because I was doing it to myself. I was, you know, yeah, it's very, very dark. This is, I'm going to stay dark here for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I realize I've never had a guest that I would be able to ask this of. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you get to be the one. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I almost, I might start recording. <laughs> have I told you I that I might I'm, start recording. Have I told you that I, uh, I'm a comedian? Oh. <laughs> oh. Speaking of, oh no. As an artist. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a uh, undocumented garage bulimia. G- yeah. Let's, uh, let's get back next, to that. Let's get back thing? to that. Well, here's mm-hmm. what I was going to ask, and this has nothing to do with any of that. Um, <laughs> oh. What I wanted to ask was, your grandmother wanted to be here, but one assumes your grandmother mm-hmm. also lived through World War II. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested in, like, 
just anecdotally mm-hmm. how like because the, be, because we I think in a generation that that had long quote unquote long since passed obviously it was like yesterday in the blink of an eye of history right but right. the idea of you know wanting to go to a country that you know at some point in your lifetime had annihilated populations of people mm-hmm. in your in your country like mm-hmm. i understand that there that's the I, i'm not saying like and then japan and then japan hated america forever after that like mm-hmm. not at all mm-hmm. and there were i'm sure and i know that there was like culturally there were people who sort of immediately re-embraced the america you know the americans or never had an issue with i don't know but yeah, did yeah, she yeah. like i guess that's you know what i'm asking is just yeah. sort of what was her relationship like with the sort of idea of america yeah that it led to her also being like we had to get over there I know. and again many years ha- had passed but totally did she ever talk about that yeah well so she is a kind of even more complex space where she so my grandmother is taiwanese which means she was in taiwan which was occupied by japan okay during World War II. Okay, I wasn't sure where the Taiwanese came from, and I think I misunderstood and thought that no, no, the no. Japanese was on, was your grandmother. No, because I am half Japanese, yeah. and I don't think I said exactly what my grandma was. But, which means, so Taiwan, just kind of like its own little peaceful place, was occupied by Japan. Because of that, they were seen as Japanese. So during World War II, when they would get bombed and stuff by Americans, uh, it was only because the Japanese took over. They're like, we don't want any of this. Oh, yeah. And so they're getting, yeah. a, they got attacked twice, right? Yeah. So they got attacked twice. And uh, so suddenly they were like having to learn Japanese in schools because mm. the, we were territory of Japan now. Right. You're seen as Japanese. Oh yeah, by the way, that means America is now your enemy too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so they're just, so my grandma was always in this in between space. She was a kid, but you know, she had to, go through that um but it was this weird thing i don't know if it's the taiwanese people i think it's the taiwanese people they've been occupied so many times by different people that Mm. i think they were kind of like they've never even the people even when i go back now you know when grandparents talk about it they're just like we liked learning the japanese culture and we liked the food and we like the people you know and uh you know, and uh, people were doing what they needed to. So, right. you know, uh, <laughs> it was a hard time. But yeah, so my grandma was never like, yeah, was never came from like a hateful place about it. Mm. It was more like survival in the now. How do mm-hmm. we stay alive during this time where the world went crazy? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And so um, Amer- with America, you know, my uncle, her son, when he came here, that's when he was like reporting back, like, got a, you know, got a degree in computer stuff, opening up my own computer place. Sure. So it was like updates like that yeah. coming in. Sounds very promising. And she was like, and he, you know, got married, got a wife. She's, uh, you know, she works in uh, jewelry, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we have a home in West LA. This is what it looks like. Yeah. I think the updates, that's why my grandma was like, we should go live with them. Yeah, they have yeah, a garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In Japan, you don't have garages. Right. We're all built on top of each other. Right. And it's garage. so garage is a very like, oh, you get a garage, you get a fence. Right. It's a very American, you know. Oh, very American. You get a yeah. dog. You yeah. have to get a dog. They had two dogs. We were like, oh, that's a big house. Yeah. You got two dogs? Yeah. It's like going to New York. You ever see dogs being walked? You're like, where, where, where do you live? How do you have a dog? How yeah. do you ha- That is a yes. uh, German shepherd. Yeah. 
you know, because most places in like the East Coast or like New York, it's just like, you know, you live in a closet. Yeah, totally. For four thousand dollars a month. I always think that when month. I see people walking big, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. How what your life is like, but I'm making assumptions just based on that dog. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in Tokyo, no one has a dog. Yeah. Bigger than a Chihuahua. Right. Because there's no space. Yeah. We're all like, it's a tiny little place, tiny yeah. little country with tiny little people yeah. living on top of each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were like, they have two dogs. They're living the American dream. I, I, that's kind of what I got from grandma with like her views of America and mm-hmm. why we, she thought this was going to be the place. Mm-hmm. Two dogs. <laughs> one beagle, one cocker spaniel. Adorable. Yeah, we just kept like, getting pictures of I mean, these in dogs. fairness, they're like mid-sized dogs, but whatever. They're mid-sized. Yeah, yeah. If there were... What's like a big, big dog? Like a Beethoven? <laughs> like a uh, yeah. giant Great Dane, like Marmaduke? Yes. Uh, what's the Beethoven dog? A St. Bernard's. St. Bernard's. Yeah. so cool. Have yeah. I ever seen... I think I've seen one St. Bernard in real life. Yeah, me I, too. Not, I've not had... I don't run into that very often. And you know what? Didn't look comfortable. No. Like Agreed. he was outside, but he looked tired and hot. Yeah. And like, God, this isn't my world. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they were bred that way, but they I just mean, look I, really aren't big. The, and hot. Aren't the St. Bernards like the ones that would carry the. Yeah, like, to like rescue people yeah. or something in the water. But the one I saw looked really tired. Yeah. <laughs> like really, really tired because it was just like, I'm not supposed to be in hot sun yeah. LA. Yeah. You know, I it's kind of like when I see huskies. I know. I have a husky. Oh, you do? Yeah. I love huskies. Well, they have to all. I mean, there's so many here. I didn't here. meet your husky. Yeah. You can meet my. I, I love dogs. Uh, uh, you can meet both my dogs. They're just like in the. Are they back both huskies? The no, the other one is a mutt, just a true oh tried and true mutt. Husky and a mutt. Um, yeah. Does the husky lead? <laughs> I just it's a great picture, question. I just picture the husky leading. She definitely. Uh, it's a weird relationship because she is um, a fairly passive husky, and she was the second dog. He, she, she's like now the A, oh. the, the the alpha, and in the, in, only in the sense that he's a puppy, uh-huh. and she was oh, here when he came. Right, right, but right. She moved in at like three or four years old. No one knows. Yeah. Uh, with my dog who had been was 10 and who had been here forever and Uh so she wanted to be the alpha but she couldn't be because she like didn't know she wanted to language (laughs) she didn't know the language she didn't know the culture she wanted to she was trying to anticipate getting out in front of whatever my dog scott was going to do yeah yeah and she didn't know what it was was so he would get up and she would get up really fast and be like where are we going (laughs) i'm gonna be there first and she had no idea and he was totally ambivalent so he would like go towards the water and she'd be like "Uh uh-huh yeah i also want water it was a very funny relationship. Wow. And now she loves this puppy so much. He's one now, but she loves him so much mm-hmm. that she just lets him get away with murder. Like she's like, a, she's, she, oh. she, I feel she taught him how to be a dog. Mm-hmm. And now she's like the lax mom. Wow. Who's like, she's like I'm not yes, you can climb all over me and chew my ears. Oh my God. I love it. That's amazing. It's really, it's, a, it's been a very fun dynamic to watch over the last year. That's the dream. Yeah. I'm living the American dream and I have a garage amazing yeah i know and you're like <laughs> on a hill you're like away from civilization enough where you're you're safe from but all diseases. i do is touch my face if you notice how many times i've touched my face specifically my mouth i'm a mouth toucher There's, why if, do i need to check in with my mouth so often if my fingers don't need that <laughs> i was gonna say if i look off to you at all like you know i know it's you know it's because i'm trying 
to not touch my face too and it's it's detrimental that it's in the back of your head that you can't touch your face because it'll affect the way you talk it'll affect the way you act yeah this isn't me yeah oh if you could see me when i'm normal you know, it's me. You just, just have your fingers in your mouth. Yeah. You just, can barely understand what I'm saying. Just I've got moving my, my eye, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> touching your eyes. Touching just, my eyes. Yeah. Caressing them. Sure. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I, we can't live without touching our face. I know. Ugh. I'm going to start. You know what? I, I, the mask thing, I'm going to, I'm going to forego the mask thing, but I will just wear latex gloves everywhere. All yeah. The time. That, that's and I'll probably... just continuously throw them away. I'll be going through <laughs> thousands of latex gloves a week. Are you going to order 400? I mean, I'm going to have to exceed 400. I see that already. Yeah. It will be like, oh, I yeah. walked outside and checked my mail. Throw those gloves away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put okay. on the fresh set. Yeah. I went to the grocery store. Those have got to be I want, away. I want to see you using like 12. Okay. Day. All right. Yeah. I feel like I can meet that goal. Yeah. I'm gonna tell grandma. I'm gonna get grandma. I'm, I'm gonna get grandma on the same plan. Yeah. Ask where grandma. Ask, you know, she will be on because she's a, a one mask a day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, where do you think you get off throwing that much material away every day? <laughs> Just whatever it's made out of paper, yeah, plastic. I know. Don't do that. She honestly, she's not wearing the masks for people who might be concerned about how wasteful she's being. <laughs> She's not wearing a mask because she's scared that people will beat her up. Actually, she said that. Oh, she no. said like they'll be- come and beat me up and take my masks. They no, they think oh. that I'm sick with it. Oh, and I be, know. Yeah, so that's she- the issue. Is the who's yeah. who's the one wearing the mask? Is it yeah. the person who doesn't want to get other people sick, or exactly. is the person who doesn't want to get sick? So she hasn't even been using these. So there's 400 sitting in her goddamn house. <laughs> it's hard to live as human beings. It's so hard. She's gonna really. She's gonna be bartering with those in no time. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. She, when she's <laughs> like, glove. I ran out of canned beans. I might. Oh. I desperately. Don't need be that. mad if she comes to you and she's like, Janet, four gloves for yeah. just give me, give me that latex glove. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Give it's gonna be few. all I have to offer. Yeah. Oh, oh! It's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. If you're looking for a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network? It won Best Comedy at the British Podcast Awards in 2017 and 2018. Also, I There were no horses in this country until the, the mid to late 60s. Specialist bovine arse vet. Both of his eyes are squid's eyes. Yogurt buffet. She was married to a bacon farmer who saved her life. Farm-raised snow leopard. True. Download it today. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast from MaximumFun.org. Also, maybe start at episode one, or weirdly, episode 36, which for some reason requires no knowledge of the rest of the show. Uh, Okay, so here's what I want to do. I've taken up so much of your time talking about (laughs) non-teenage years (laughs) that I'm going to use this MASH game. Now, I don't know if you have any. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I have played it before. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use that as like a sort of remaining window in Mm -hmm. to uh, some of your (laughs) likes and dislikes uh, when you were younger or any time from like teen up till now. It can all apply. But uh, let's say three things that brought you comfort Mm-hmm. that continue to bring you comfort that are sort of 
like a cultural something that have an attachment to a cultural it could be that they're it's a Japanese thing that mm-hmm. you could sort of do have consume that would make you feel better about being here or it could be like you know ranch dressing made me feel like garbage but like somehow it made mm-hmm. me feel better like so three things that you would like to have that um that represent kind of like the consumption of something that or even could be a movie that, yeah. that that make you feel better yeah um from like when i was younger yeah actually ranch dressing is something that right. i'm now obsessed with yeah great need it two more two more oh my god <laughs> two ranches. i gotta get three oh ranch isn't enough it's okay like noah's ark plus one no for sure for sure there's like a song i mean honestly um wanna be by spice girls is that something i can bring Absolutely. it's a song 100 percent. it's not a that's exactly tangible what thing <laughs> who okay and um god i'm so american now these are very i mean <laughs> they're british but um and yeah uh, this is i don't know this is boring i shouldn't i don't know Ch- chopsticks yeah okay why is that boring i don't know because it's like no duh maybe yeah, not it's we'll, your, we'll it's your mash it. game we'll go with I'm it gonna, yeah you don't, thank you're you. not doing this to satisfy oh, someone this. else's criteria you're right am i the most stressed person playing <laughs> playing mash am i the most stressed guest uh, honestly, you've ever had not, playing not mash? so far okay some people who've really gotten in their heads and i okay. understand because i would okay too. uh okay next category by the way i've moved on to using now that i have a pen in my hand now i'm touching my pen that's my okay mouth that's constantly. your pen that's your pen um but well, I found it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Even it, better. Yeah. In a kitchen, in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> next to a cockroach. Okay. Anyway. Um, so next category, let's do three movies or TV shows that you wish that you could just uh, go into and like live and be with those characters. Oh, yeah. Whenever you wanted. Oh, yeah. Brady Bunch, because I'm a masochist. <laughs> Great. Um. Well, yeah, and Full House. <laughs> I guess I've always wanted a big family. Uh, yeah, Full House. Great. Got that big house yeah. and a dog. Um, another. Oh yeah, like a movie. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, and and Parasite <laughs> because well, again, I'm a psychopath. Wow. Yeah. So these. Yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot. These are three families I think people would never want to be a part of. But whatever. Uh, I'm 100 percent on board. There I am. Yeah, Parasite I think was fascinating too because that it it had that sort of um, New York townhouse feeling where you're like, where is there room for that yard in the middle <laughs> of this urban environment? That's yeah. extraordinary. That's true. Yeah, it was like a magic. Yeah, it was like a magical house. Yeah, I wonder which house. I I don't know which family I would be a part of. Yeah, I have. I, I, that's for another we'll time. We'll find out whether mm-hmm. you you even whether you even get parasite. That's true. Uh, three foods that we are creating this alternate reality for you, where all foods are the same. There's no like this is bad for you. This makes you shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, yeah. Everything. No, everything is great, and you can have whatever you want at the snap of your fingers. Three things that you would love to have in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, a bit bolognese. Mm-hmm. Just the sauce, not the pasta. Oh, bolognese spaghetti. Is that the full <laughs> dish name? Is that the full dish name? Uh, maybe. You know how it's like fettuccine alfredo? Yeah. I think you say the noodle first, right? Spaghetti, so spaghetti bolognese. Right. Spaghetti bolognese. Got it. <sighs> Still learning things. <laughs> 
I I really love a you know Chipotle bowl. Great, great, yeah. great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh also just love like a you know, bunch of sushi. Bunch of sushi. Yeah. Bunch of sushi. Great. Yeah. Okay. Next category, uh three uh people. They could be characters, characters from a book, cartoons, or just from any time. Uh, living or dead, that you would want to have a romantic escapade with in this alternate universe. Romantic. Oh, Captain Lee Shang from Mulan. Right. I've had... Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Captain Lee Shang, for sure. Um, Who else? Oh, oh, God. I think his name was Dimitri from Anastasia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was her love interest. God, have I seen Anastasia? I'm afraid I may have not. Check it out, you know. The Russians are... In the ether. Yeah. So oh, there you go. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a, yeah, it's a cool animated movie about the princess, you know, the lost princess. I got to get into it. From Russia. Um, what else? Who else? A romantic escapade. This is me being basic, but maybe not. Elsa from Frozen. Great. Like, what's she hiding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of that. It's so mysterious. Wonderful. Okay, let's do three skills that uh, you would love to wake up with tomorrow and just have sort of suddenly you're an expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how to, uh, starting a fire with two two wood things, mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. pieces of wood. Uh, and knowing what plants I can eat. <laughs> oh, yes. I like this is all in hardcore survivor mode. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, huh. Fixing a sink. <laughs> so yeah, it's very, yeah. I, I just, I went to a dark place. I Not just remember just fixing what, like yeah. the toilet's broken. You're out, you're out of luck. I think I know Good how to fix to a you. toilet. Okay. All right. Or maybe I don't. Yeah. I, I would just use a plunger. So anyway, yeah, okay. I, I said sink. <laughs> I said sink. I said sink. I'm going with it. Yeah. yeah all right. right. Okay. Cool. I appreciate. Cool. I appreciate you embracing that. Cool. Uh, three. Um, <laughs> oh, there's more. I forget. You know, I I haven't there's played Mash in a long time. There's three more categories. Okay. Just, I got gotta it. Get, I, I, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, just so you know where we're headed. Final okay. three categories. Okay. Uh, three places in the world, uh, whether you've been there or not, that you would like to have uh, kind of a getaway. Oh, okay. Getaway in the conditions like that we're living like in right now. now. With the conditions that uh, uh, we in know a of, perfect course. world. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say, you know, I'm down with Sherman Oaks <laughs> and Glendale <laughs> and Van Nuys, but um, let's also assume you can teleport. So it's like this distance to Australia is the same right. as the distance to Sherman Oaks. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, three places. Yeah, I want to go to. I, I've never actually been to you know most of Europe, so maybe like I don't know. <laughs> France. <laughs> Done. Um, I want to. I I want to go to South Africa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd like to go to South Africa as well. Oh, and I I want to go to Argentina too. Another place on my list. I remember. I can't. There were. There was definitely. I think it was Argentina that there was a full solar eclipse last year, and the oh. only reason I know that is because I saw my first and only total solar eclipse mm-hmm. when it was across the United States. I was in Monta- uh, Montana. <gasps> yeah. Wyoming. Nope. Yeah. Wyoming. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh, 
at the at the time I remember like as soon as it had sort of restored to like most like the sun was fully out yeah I was like so high from the experience of it that I was like when's the next one wherever it is in the world I'll be there amazing I did not do I did not go to it because then it was in Argentina well but it was but that would have been great but it was like it's a hard high to hold on to and then mm-hmm. life comes back in. And yeah, then, and you're like, oh, I don't have time yeah, to be there. Somehow it like July came and went. July 13th. Yeah. But, um, but I regret that. So that's what I was thinking about with, with Argentina. Oh, was wow. like, oh, I still, I still want to go. Because yeah. I was going to scratch off two things because I've always wanted mm-hmm. to go there. Go and see. Yeah. Um, three, you know what? I'm going to take the solar eclipse and run with it. Three natural occurrences or places that you would love to see. Three natural occurrences. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I've never seen a solar eclipse. We're, we're going to put that on the list. I mean... I'm really proselytizing that, but it's an extraordinary experience. Yeah. What is that? That aurora thing? Oh, aurora borealis. Yeah. yeah I've wanna, never seen them either. I want to see that. Okay. And then I want to see that, you know, when it's like daylight all day. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like in Iceland and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just the 24-hour, the sun never goes down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, yeah wait, wait, what the sun the... something, they call it something really cool. I'm just going to say sun sun, sun all day. Sun all, sun all day. I think sun it's all sun day. all day. Uh, and then last category is uh, three real people from real life, whether they are living or dead, that you would love to have as sort of uh, like a mentor, just kind of a, like, what do I do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they would always be happy to hear from you and yeah, give yeah, you good yeah. advice and make you laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good advice and make me... Um, this woman named Yuri. Okay. Kochiyama. You can just... I guess Yuri K. Yuri K. I'm challenging myself and trying to... And spelling Kochiyama as though I know how to spell Kochiyama. Yeah, no no problem. I mean, it actually, it's pretty like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. K-O-C-H-I-Y-A-M-A? Yeah, you nailed it. She was actually the person that caught Malcolm X when he got shot. Oh, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. and they like... They they were like... They were sort of... You know, they were more acquaintances, but she really like went... Like pulled a lot from Malcolm X's teachings and... yeah. I uh, did the same for the Asian American community. I'm ashamed to say that I don't know that I've heard of Yuri until this very moment. You know, when it's her birthday, sometimes Google does the thing where yeah. it's her. Yeah. So you might see her okay. on the Google. <laughs> I'll, ch- I'll be checking the Google animated version every of her. day looking for Yuri for the next 364 days. I kind of want to like to like chat with like Selena. Great. And then, you know, like a someone alive. Oh, yeah. Like a chat with Obama. There you go. <laughs> yeah fantastic okay yeah. i'm gonna do this whatever little like okay squiggle sorry to that took forever what the is you okay. did that's one of the shorter uh Meshes? immediate deliveries oh my god sometimes there's a lot of hemming and hawing which i completely understand oh, i was so stressed no you have gone through with flying colors i wish i were recording this um <laughs> okay so tell me when to stop okay stop Okay, I'm going to pause this mm-hmm. to the listener. It will seem as if no time has passed. Yeah. Come back with your 100% guaranteed fictitious mesh. Amazing. Future. I got it. I said that like I caught a fly ball or something. You when got really it. I just, I won the lottery. What did you catch? No, you just figured, you all you did was what you were supposed to do, Janet. There was really no chance to it at all. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm I'm very excited about this outcome. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, where do I want to start? First of all, uh, 
I feel there. It feels like somehow this works out. The fact that um, you you get unlimited with zero ramifications uh, spaghetti bolognese. Oh my god! That you are tasked with eating with chopsticks. Oh, which amazing! Which is like noodles. Hello, noodles. Oh, wow, Very I've doable. done that before. Actually, yeah. very doable. Wow, thank you. so As much. As I was thinking about it, I was like. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, I feel like that's something that teenage me would have done because I would yeah. be so smug that I learned just, how to use chopsticks that I would be like, what else can I eat with chopsticks? Yeah. Spaghetti? Yeah. Give it to me. Why not? But I don't think I ever have. I'm putting that on the list of things to do. Wow. Okay. So, okay. uh, so, and uh, so you've got your, your, your comfort chopsticks, mm-hmm. you've got your spaghetti bolognese, mm-hmm. uh, you have, uh, let's say you have like a kettle and, um, your dry noodles out in the forest. Mm-hmm. And you don't yeah. have any fire, but you want to make your noodles? No way. Rest assured, that's not going to be an issue at all. I'm going to know how to make fire. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could make a fire, boil up those noodles. It's a You're very golden. important skill. Yeah, it's a very important skill. And uh, ostensibly, one assumes that you might be out there, like just in the middle of nowhere to get the very best, most spiritual experience of the solar eclipse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm very smug because not only did you get solar eclipse, but you also got Argentina. So I feel like I took oh, wow. over the mash game Amazing. and was telling you about all my likes and dislikes mm-hmm. and then somehow that influenced the game that's right um wow. so uh so yes you also have like a, a wonderful hideaway in argentina yeah um but and don't it's an look, apartment don't ever look up yeah during it it's an apartment i'm so sorry i don't know if that include it could still include a garage apartment's but, great yeah apartment uh and um Let's see. What else can I tell you? You have, listen, I don't know how many people are going to be a part of that getaway life, but rest assured whenever you want to go in and be a, the part of a big passel of people, uh-huh. you can uh, dive into full house. Oh, whenever yeah. you so desire uh-huh. and hang with the fam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other people that you will have the pleasure of hanging with are the one and only Yuri Kochiyama. Oh, okay. Amazing. Which will be very cool. Yeah. And uh, your uh, romantic escapade that might or might not uh, result in a longer term thing <laughs> uh, with uh, Captain Li Shang from... Uh, oh, wow. Mulan. Wow. Yeah. These are, this is a great, pretty great life. It went well. Yeah. See, I can live humble. And I don't think there's a... I don't... I looked uh, as hard as I could. I didn't see coronavirus anywhere on here. Oh, I'm so glad. It's absent. It's utterly I'm so absent. Glad because that would be spooky since like, yeah. that would be, I'd be like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Super spooky. Yeah. Oh, there are the do dogs. Do you know that person? That, yeah, I do. Oh, I do. That's okay. my, uh, that's my partner in life. Okay. And, uh, and our dogs are back. They went for a walk. So okay. now you can meet them. I just wanted to make sure just because I know a per, that. A person just, who knows? Walking, no, you know? it's, listen, it's, <laughs> it's people, Armageddon around here. People are losing their minds. The people just are losing their minds. Homes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so we got some dogs to meet. I've of course have met them already but i'm yeah. excited to introduce you to them i'm excited to meet them too uh, i thank you for doing the podcast i've been very much looking forward to this and uh where can people find you to keep track of uh, your various and sundry things i'm at otsuko comedy on all the socials a-t-s-u-k-o comedy and that's all i'm all doing things all the time so yeah, that's yeah. where you gotta that's where you gotta go to stay keep up with this yes fast moving creature thank you so much janet thanks ye- thanks to you thanks to you thanks to you 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 i can't continue even though i may only have eight listeners i'm not gonna say you 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 and you i just did bye <laughs> The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, good night.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.